Today is July 18th, and we are talking to Boone about how bad the Yankees have been, and we're figuring out who's going to be the left fielder in August and September. Let's talk some Yanks. Now I can't hear Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Producer BBD behind the dish brought to you by SeatGeek. We've got our bantering with Boone segment. And I probably understand that a lot of people are going to want to skip to that and listen to that first because I would, if I was you, come back. Because right now, before that, we're going to decide and figure out who's going to be the, st- the left fielder in August and September. We did this for the shortstop position in the offseason. And we had IKF at 15%. And then he was the shortstop. So we're going to figure out at least we're going to get an option, Jake. How are you doing? James Davis, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, obviously a, a funky time in Yankee land. Uh, Bantern with Boone was honestly daunting with me this morning. I, I texted Ruko. I texted Curry because I was like, hey, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, the Yankee fans I want us to tar and feather him downtown. And for some of it, yes. Um some of it no, but I, I think I think it went re- I think it went well. I, I think we uh, we called out some things. I think Boone was a little a little less cheery and rightfully so. And and so yeah, excited to get to that. But we love a good pie chart. And Katie Sharp, no sharp stats this week. I think she said she was vacationing in Maine. Um, so we're we're happy for Katie. Uh, off the grid, we you. You had a good joke to Katie Sharp. Uh, enjoy getting away for a little bit, and she's like, "Nope." I'm. Uh... I said, "Don't think about the Yankees once." That was not a joke; just a piece of advice. <laughs> and she, she said, said, "I can't. My dad's a diehard." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "No, I'm with my dad. It might be even more intense than usual." So, uh, but you know, our pie chart episodes, I, I think, for the real talking Yanks fans, have become iconic. So I think we crank that out in the first ten, fifteen, and then we'll get to be with B. Yeah, let's do it, Jake. Did you met two talking Yanks fans on the street yesterday? I saw that happen. Yes. Did you get their names? Do you want to shout them out? Uh, they didn't want shout outs. Okay, good. Yeah, good. So don't even talk about them. One was Sean. Well, if they didn't One was want shout outs. One was Sean. One was Sean. Nice guy. Short or Sean? Sean. He was taller than you. Uh, it was close. The guy I saw you talking to was a bit taller. First guy or the second guy? I don't know. I, I didn't see one of them, so I don't know the order. Okay. Um, all right. So how do you where do you want to start with the pie chart, Jim? So BBD and Dalton put together a bunch of options. Max. I'll run through like the categories. Max. Internal BBD and Max, sorry. Dalton, you're out. Dalton, you're out. Internal help with this one. Internal man. options, rental options, and then longer term options. So um I think right away we have to eliminate some people that we just don't think are gonna happen, Jake. Uh or or right away, we just take internal and we just group it as one slice of the pie chart at like twenty five percent. I think internal is a piece of the is one piece of the pie chart. Um, but we can in in the actual. I'll put internal on the pie chart and I'll put parentheses and we'll like only put a couple names like Greg Allen, Bowers, 
uh, Waldo. That's it for IKF. me. IKF. IKF. For me. No IKF? No, I don't think he can be the left. I don't think they can. Like, I think Oswaldo, who's had a very a good 10-game sample. It's it's small, but, like, if Oswaldo actually got hot for a little bit, they could be like, yeah, well, you know, you've seen what Oswaldo's done? He's our left fielder. Uh, Jake Bowers has hit. Uh, the defense wasn't there. Greg Allen, I don't know. He's got a little Yankee juice to him that I could see them suckering us into, like, a good Greg Allen stretch. The other guys, I don't think they can say, like, that's our that's going to be our left fielder, like even IKF. Well, but I think that I got to put IKF in the parentheses because I think, like, if it's Bowers, him and IKF split, they're a platoon. Maybe. What percent do you want to put that, 25 for now? Or, or is that, like, 33? Uh, because I know they want a left fielder, but they have wanted a left fielder right. for a while now. And not got one. Yeah, I'll go. They I'll go went- twenty-five. Bowers, okay. Jake Bowers hit, and this is a team that needs hitting. So, okay. So then let's go to rental options. Which I don't know how I feel about the rental options. There's, there's, there's Cody Bellinger. Obviously, he's having a great year, and he costs the most. So he's the most successful. So in terms of like what he has earned as a, re- a return is the highest in his stats on the year. And he had a $12 million contract. So it's $6 million the rest of the way. I don't think any of the money here matters, but he is the most expensive in both terms of like output and earnings. Then you have Hunter Renfro. He hasn't come up on any of my searches or crossed my mind at all, but I guess Hunter Renfro. If if you trade show, anything's on the table. They're ahead of the Yankees in the standings. No, they're not. I'm so sorry. They just You're beat him. So yesterday. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they just beat him. Uh, yeah, no. I, Runfro hasn't been on the radar at all. If you trade Shohei Otani, you should trade like everyone you possibly can. But yeah. I'm Renfro not really in play for me. Okay, so Renfro's out. Canna, Mark Canna. He's got. Um, he's not having a great year. He's got a. Uh, <sighs> an option for next year. So it could be a two year deal. If you value him at 11.5, which I just said, and sounds like something the Yankees think is so cute underperforming for this year. And then he's going to overperform next year. So we have our feeler. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Mark, Mark Canna, is he even underperform? I feel like he's being Mark Canna. Um, Yeah. I don't know his career numbers, I guess. That I I won't I won't rule him out or I guess I should say this his slug has to be usually higher than threes right no I don't know uh let's see yeah it's normally the slugging's normally a little higher but the the on base every everything else is is on a similar path I won't rule out Marcana because I'll Tommy Pham is on this list and I would rule him out just because he's He's an intense personality, if you remember him from the Rays days. like I, I think if the Mets and Yankees are going to figure something out, I think Mark Canna is a lot more... Um, and Tommy Pham has hot and cold stretches where Mark Canna is, is pretty consistent that I would, I would say the Yankees would go Canna over Pham and just be like, wow, here's a left fielder that can catch the ball and bat seventh. BBD, can you pull up Tommy Pham's splits while we keep moving on? Because see, there's a fun story where the Mets weren't pe- playing him against same side. And he was like, well, fucking watch this and went out and 
crushed that side. I wonder if he's still doing it. But yeah, Tommy's fans a bit intense. Randall Gritchick can't beat him, join him. Thousand percent in play. Uh, he's having a solid year. Randall Gritchick, I think, still plays some games in center field. So like left field, he he should be able to cover the ground out there. And I like that because the price tag wouldn't be big. Uh, is a guy who's played in the AL East. He kills the Yankees. And your worst case, worst case, if Gritchick doesn't come over uh, and look like an everyday guy, he could be your platoon with Bowers, uh, righty, lefty, even defensive sub, because uh, I think Gritchick has always mashed lefties, uh, and Bowers has not hit lefties. So I, that one I'm, I, I do have circled. Uh, okay, the, I, I agree with you. And we got the report on him this weekend. It's at least a little on the table. Tommy Pham versus lefties this year is an 889 OPS. Uh, and versus righties, the 779 OPS. So not a huge drop-off. Certainly favors lefties. And his batting average is about 15 points higher against righties this year. Okay. So a little more, a little more singles and contact oriented. But For- we're all productive against both. For Randall Gritchick, a return from him, you're looking at like above 15th ranked prospect in the Yanks org, and then someone like that has started their service time clock, but isn't like a gamer usually. Just like take him off the 40 man force, like McKinney, like McKinney and uh, Elijah Dunham, our guy. Sorry, Frank, but I think he's like 16th ranked right now. Triple A, unless Colorado wants a way down the low. Yeah, I think you would. I think Colorado would take two random prospects than Billy McKinney. Well, usually the team, the Yankees, would say you have to take a guy off our forty man for us. That that's like because I did a whole deep dive of all the right. trades last year and all the rentals included like a forty man release plus a, a prospect. Just to make that bookkeeping yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 Yankees probably to give them like a, a real good prospect because he's a three million dollar a year rental. Yeah, he's not like Jason Shreve, like that's, when that's they traded for um, man. I'm blanking on his name. Void. More transactional Gallego. for anything. Yeah, Gallego, Gallegos. When they traded for him, like, well, you got to take Shreve too. Yeah. Um. All right, so he's on the list. I'll put him on the pie chart. Do you have a percentage, or you want to wait till we have like all Let's the? Let's see the other options. Um. What about Kutch? Um, it feels like it should be in play, right? But I have it not in play. I, he was DHing primarily. Um, I know he's been playing a little more outfield, but it's still a big Yankee left field. Um, and the Pirates still may keep him just for vibes, or I I think there's other teams that would benefit from Kutch more that I I don't really have him in play. I really? also don't have him play. I'm guessing he has weird? 10 and 5 rights. What? Is that weird? Does he have 10 and 5 rights? No, because no, he just, he, he just got to the Pirates this year. Well, don't at any point in your career, if you played 10 years and f- uh, five consecutive, five consecutive, I guess so. Yeah. He, he I don't also, think you're going to trade him anywhere he doesn't want to go. I think he's got their respect. But I think he'd be open to the Yankees. He's done it before, but he, I, he I know some, he didn't like that he came over, replaced Brett Gardner, and then in the postseason they played Guardy over him. And he has a lot yeah. of quotes about the the facial hair policy and all that. So seems I, like I he just is like, I'll stay away from that mess. It feels like they already did that dance, and he checked both, that off his career. Both sides list. like ended up with a firm handshake, but we're like, let's just keep it moving. All right. 
So from rentals, we got Belly and Gritchick on the pie chart. And we should keep them separate sense. entities. I think yes, so. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Long term. Uh, Lars Newbar, I'm, I'm ruling out. He's got four and a half years left. The Cardinals are not punting for the next four years. And they love they love him. Like they, they just recently announced that, you know, Carlson would be the guy in play. I think they even said then, when Tyler O'Neill comes back, he's their left fielder. So he's also on this list. I think he's almost out. And I think that's more so Cardinals being like his values at an all-time low. We wouldn't trade Tyler O'Neill right now. And O'Neill for the yeah. Yankees. What is? I like Tyler right. O'Neill, the player. What does he solve? He's another righty that strikes out kind of a lot. Good glove. Fast. Injury prone? Injured this year. He's been injured, yeah. So uh, I have him as like, he needs to be on the pie chart if it's 2%, whatever. But it's a Yankees move to trade for a guy just hunting upside. Yeah, I, yes, I, I think, I think the Cardinals have kind of let it known that Carlson would be the guy they move on from. I, I think, I think well, then, Tyler, I well, think then, then Carlson, whoever was the report yesterday was Carlson, Carlson right? was the report yesterday. Carlson. So then and he needs to be on the list. O'Neal's values at an all time low. I, I really don't see that happening. It could. Car- and Carlson Anything the could. last couple years there has just felt like they don't quite know what they want to do with him. He's felt a little odd man outy there. So So let's put Carlson on the pie chart. I think so. Carlson's in. Big slice. Yeah, because the Yankees just would love that. Switch hits and can play center field, so he can play left. And if anyone values Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, that's the type of returns the Cardinals are looking for from all their like their their GM said pitching, pitching, pitching. Give us all your dudes. And we, we need a plethora. They changed their pitching philosophy, so they're looking for new guys. Um, Seth Brown, I'm going to just rule him out. Yeah, I think that's Left out. with some pop. You want me to put Ramon Laureano on here just for your heartstrings? Uh, yeah, and I I think it's actually in play. I, I think. Do you think he could be the trade before the trade? Well, I'd hope so. Like, uh, Loriano, we going back. We've needed another outfielder. Although you know, Greg Allen was kind of the trade before the trade. Um, Loriano felt like he's needed a change of play place. The the A's probably don't even want to pay him anymore. That the price tag for Ramon Loriano, forgetting the name of Ramon Loriano and what he could be defensively in left field, I think it's in play. He had a decent stretch end of May into June, but he's been hurt. He's injured right now. How injured? He hasn't played since June 21st. How injured is he? I don't know. I think think his glove isn't what it once was. That's just because his heart's not in it. Took live batting practice Saturday, so rehab assignment (laughs) Tuesday. Today. He fractured his hand. Boring. Okay. All right. So he's on. So he's on the pie chart. That's the end of the list. Well, Lane Thomas and Soto, the two big names. We're not putting O'Neill or Lane Thomas on there. You're out on Lane Train. Uh, should I not be? Uh, his baseball savant is like Yankee porn, and he's kind of been good, but you would have Nats to trade. Nats are probably a re- looking to sell him at a high right now. You would have to trade real 
pieces. He's having a three-war season. Um, he's he's in, got a lot of years left now. Yeah, he's two and a half. You'd have to trade an actual package. So that's that's where I'd end up ruling it out. But they, th- Those usually don't happen at the deadline unless it's like Soto. Two and a half years uh, and, and arbitration team-controlled years. Cheap. Like, you know, we had last year, we had Marsh for Ohapi. That was very odd. But it did happen. Yeah, I would. I, I think the only asterisk caveat I'd put in there is, you know, a lot of Yankees don't want to go pure rental route because they're done with this team for the year. Like, in theory, Lane Thomas, you would be able to pencil in for two more seasons. In theory. Yes, unless any of the rentals, you'd rather try to go get them in free agency. Like, uh, we won't trade for you now, but we'll try to go get you. Sure. Nats are... I don't know how they internally feel about Lane Thomas. I'm not in their front office, but would guess while he's at his highest value ever, they might be looking into it. Maybe. I mean, he's he's got he's making no money comparatively for MLB salaries and two more years of control. I think you're saying a lot of things the Yankees love. Yeah, but you just have you would have to give up some prospects for that. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably looking at two under 20, under top 20. Yes. yes. I agree with then, what you're saying on what his value's at, which is why I wouldn't be stoked on it. But Yes. Usually those don't just, they just don't happen. The The Nationals are very much out of it, and the Yankees are very much buying, so that, that aligns as well. But they yeah. two and a half years are, are rare. Two and a half years and values an all-time high, and the Nationals don't have a plan to win like next year even. So yeah. then, yeah. It, They're not winning in the next two and a half years. Two and a half years works some when there's a salary dump. That happens, like Hosmer and stuff like that, with tons of money. Right. But all right, you want them on the pie chart, though? New CBA, too. So we might see some different types of trades as front offices read read those differently. Um, and do you want Soto on there? I mean, it's a 1% sliver because it, it should be a massive conversation, but uh, this Yankees front office doesn't think and isn't going to pay for Juan Soto. So. And, and we don't know. Soto's at 1%. And you got to put Soto on the chart because we're tweeting a chart. I have Soto on the chart. I have Grichik. I'm just placing these, and then we'll then yeah. we'll maneuver them. Figure out percent. I have Grichik and and I have Grichik and Ballinger. I'm just 15 percent each, just trying to find a, a total here. Right. Carlson. Let, let's see if he's at 15 too. Now we got 30, 55. Math. I don't know. Got to get to 100. Oh, there it is. So this is where I'm starting us, Jake, and then you you pivot. All right. Well, I you know our, sometimes our brains can come together together to to make these kind of things work. I guess who percentage wise of the trade options, what is your who should be your highest percentage? What makes the most sense to you, Jake? Before we get into these pie charts, can you tell them about your favorite underwear, Jim? They're becoming my exclusive underoos, Tommy John. You're probably saying, Jake, did you wear them on your wedding day? I did. Saying, Jake, did you wear them to the Home Run Derby? I did. Two of the biggest events of my year. Uh, They're my go-to. They're my 1-1. They're my guys. And I'm ordering a bunch more. I just ordered a bunch more. I'm being honest with you guys. Because I decided I'm going to make these my every day. Why treat myself here and there when Tommy John can become my everyday 
underwear. They've sold 20 million pairs. And if you haven't gotten them yet, this is where the good news kicks in. You'll get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Yanks. 20% right now. TommyJohn.com slash Yanks. See the site for details. Uh, There's a link in the description. Uh, And, you know, this isn't in there. We did our first partnership thing with them. Got an instant message from Jerry Blevins, who said he's a Tommy John man as well. So, it's sweeping the nation. Uh, They're very nice. Go get yourself some Tommy John. Um, Bellinger, because not doing what I would want. I'm doing what I think the A's are going to do. Is that how we're doing this chart? I think so. so. The end result. Most likely. I don't think Belly wants to be a Yankee next year. Um, I don't, I think he helps this year, but I don't know how much he helps. If the price point is okay, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it, but I think the Yankees see that as, cause they think they're in it. They see that as a winning piece. He's, he's a, a former MVP. They love that. Got raw talent, raw abilities in the outfield. They love that. Bader gets hurt. You have a center fielder slide over. Like if the Yankees were five games better than they are right now, if they were in the wild card right now and seven behind Tampa, I think Bellinger would be the lock of all locks. Mm. They're out of the playoff picture. So that's where, like, do you need a rental? So I think Belly's probably my highest slice. Like, if I if I put him at 25 as an individual, I don't know if I can go that high. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, just because, A, other teams are going to really want Cody Bellinger. Uh, c- credit to him, man. He's he's killed it this year. He's even been hot out of the break, and he plays great outfield defense. He can play first base. Um, Belly's wanted. Belly's a wanted. I mean, product. navigate it like this. Do you th- Who do you think's got a higher percentage, Bellinger or Grichik, as out of the two rentals? I would say Grichik has a higher percentage just because there's a bigger market for Belly. So if I if but I give very gr- similar. So seventeen and thirteen percent. Yep. Carlson, higher than Belly and Grichik, seventeen and thirteen or lower? Lower. There's <laughs> there's more years attached to it. Um, it's a big deal. Ten. Uh, yeah, I think you could go 10. Uh, the other counter to that would be the Yankees and Cardinals have trading history. The Cardinals have. Uh, outfield depth, like they're they're going to make trades. Like the Rockies could just hold on to Grichik. They've done that in past years. So that there's a lot of team moving parts to this. That the fact the Cardinals are trading and the fact that they've kind of leaked that this will be the guy that goes, while the Yankees need a switch hitting defensive outfielder. There's parts there. Yeah, I have him at ten percent. Okay. I put Lane Thomas at 5%. I was going to put him at 4 to match the Soto 1%. Okay. So that's 5% right there. We still have 45 to work with between Laureano and Carlson. Uh, I think Carlson's a 10. I'd take. I'd go up on... You're in on Carlson. No, I just think it's pretty on the table. These two teams have made MLB for MLB trades recently. And he's way more on the table than Loriano. Do the Cardinals want Trevino? What was Boone's answer when he was like, sometimes you trade a guy who you're not supposed to think about trading? You'll have to listen. I think that was for Glaber. Um, Yeah. 
Loriano, I think five. we have to up in. I think we have to up internal to like thirty percent. Yeah, I think we're about to up everything a little bit. I think we came in with our conservative numbers. Okay. So I think everything's about to get a little, a little boost, a little juiced. So let's go, Gritchick, twenty, Bellinger, fifteen. That's sixty-five between the three of them. Internal Gritchick, Belly, sixty-five percent. Yep. And then you want Carlson the next most, BBD. You want him at like fifteen, same as Belly. I think, yeah, I think at about fifteen feels right because that's a team that's going to trade and. He'd be locked in for a bit. He's the odd man. That out puts there. us at seventy, and then we have thirty percent to divvy up between Loriano, Lane Thomas, and Soto. Soto's one. Yeah. Do we have another chart that just says? Don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, there should be a cursory ten percent mystery. Other ten percent mystery man. Put Aaron Hicks if you really want to piss people off. <laughs> How about that? How about that? You want to give Kutch a a one percent? Sure. Yeah. I, I would have Loriano as like a five, and then I would just turn all the other faucets up a little bit more to get to one hundred. You want Lane Thomas at four still? Yeah. Okay, so that has us at, I don't know, 70, 81 right now. Got 19 to spread around. Turn up internal another three. Hmm. Turn up Gritchick and Belly another two. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're each up. Maybe 19 more and give give each of them five. I'll give McCutcheon five more. He was a Yankee. Six for McCutcheon then. Did we just do it? Two, two, six is ten. So need I don't know. More. Let me just see what the pie chart looks like. It's funnier if it doesn't add up. And then do do whatever's rest is mystery, man. We'll hame in this shit. All <laughs> right. So we have <laughs> I'm trying to count now because these are numbers I'm not good at counting. Thirty-three. Plus 22, 33 plus 22, 22 riveting, 22, plus 17, 15, plus 15, plus 5, plus 4, plus 1, plus 6. We're at 103. So we actually need to take 3 away. That's easy. Take, take 3 away from Kutch, Kutch, bring him back down to 3. Brutal, but yes. <laughs> okay, I'm downloading the PNG, and uh, I'll slack it to you, Beavs, and you can post it on the whole world to see. Great job. That is official. So, um, comment on social media. What you like next? Um, banter. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text it to you guys right now. Get eyes on it and and let me know when you when you see the visual slices representing the options. Does it still feel good? Because we have internal way high, which is sad. Well, I, you don't want us. the Yankees to trade. I mean, I I think a lot of people are. And how often has Cash Cashman's wanted a left fielder for a year and a half? Said the market's not there. So yeah, we were. I wonder how different this would look one week ago. But 
Banter and a Boon is brought to you by Vizio. Vizio has award-winning TVs and soundbars at insane prices. We're talking big 4K screens under $500. Sharp contrast and smooth 120 FPS motion that can keep up with a four-seamer. Hello. Vizio Watch Free Plus also offers MLB Network totally free right out the box. Vizio, they've always been the MVP of value. Premium performance for surprisingly low prices. Head on over to Vizio.com to check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget or size of your home, Vizio has you covered. Perfect TV and soundbar combos. Click the link in the description and elevate your audio-visual experience with Vizio. Looney, how you doing? Joining us from, are you in Anaheim or are you in L.A.? Drive we're, over. In, we're in Orange County, somewhere in Orange County. Okay. Dana Point. Yeah, Dana Point. Home base for you? Yep, a little bit. Nice. Coming off some rough ones, if we got to just like jump into the vibes of, of it all. Yeah. Some, uh, at, at some people, I know that you guys probably don't, view this window the same as fans do because we're we're feeling a little less confident than I think you guys in the team, but a pretty crucial window for like, what is the team going to be? What kind of trade should we make? What help will help in the Rocky series? And then the last couple games or last yeah. two games too is uh, pretty tough. I mean, how are you still as confident as you ever were? Will that start to waver ever or, or does that only come upon reflection? Yeah. Yes, absolutely confident, um, you know, and, and especially when you're going through a stretch where, you know, you've had a month where, um, you know, it hasn't been great. And, you know, we haven't consistently put a lot of runs on the board. And then and then in the midst of that, you have, you know, three losses, you know, going back to the final one of the Cubs series where, you know, you got leads late and you lose them, especially as good as our bullpen's been, you know, so when you're kind of in that snapshot of time, those are, those are tough ones to, you know, certainly swallow and, and in the moment. Um, but you got to keep pressing forward and, and knowing that, you know, not only are we, we going to get some people back, you know, some things, obviously, you know, Rodon being back and, you know, Sevy going out and having a good outing last night and, you know, Peraza coming up and, and looking like that in his, in his first full game. I mean, and then it's it's still about you know unlocking a couple other guys you know that we got to get really get rolling and trust they will trust the right conversations are happening and um, you know even with great players they're they're going to look back on their careers and you know have have a stretch where man it was tough and they'll look back and say yeah 2023 and June and July just was you know it was a grind for me and and you know we gotta we gotta help pull them out of that. And I am confident that that can happen. Um, and, but we just, you know, the, the game is littered with, you know, cause, cause obviously all our guys are getting the questions now every day. And I, I'm certainly getting those questions every day, you know, you're in last place and you know, the context is important there. Like, we are, but we're not 10 games under, we're not 15 games under, we're not 10 games out of, of playoff. We're, we have to climb and we understand that. And we're, we have to play solid baseball here for the next two plus months to give ourselves a chance. Um, yeah. But we also have to lean it, on other teams. It's not overcoming. It's not overwhelming. Like if we go play well, 
we'll we'll get to where we need to go and where we want to go. And you you know you look at teams even recently, you know um, the game is littered with teams you thought were dead and buried in way worse positions than we are right now. You know, whether you go back a year and it's the Phillies, whether it's the Braves the year before, whether it's the Nash, like all these teams that were under 500 or even skidding at the, at the finish line, you know, have been able to go on runs. So, you know, we understand we we haven't put ourselves in that position yet to be one of those teams. Um, You know, even look at us in 21, you know, we're, we're in a similar situation where, you know, we're kind of scuffling offensively, you know, we're hanging around that 500 and we kind of took off in the month of August and, and went on a run to get ourselves into, into the playoffs. So um, it's there for the taking. It's there for us to do. Um, I do feel like we have the people to get it done. Obviously it's going to be important to get some more people back and, and, and believe that's happening. Um but now is not the time to, you know, you know, get caught up in the noise of it. We're in the fight and, and it's hard right now. And we got to just keep those kind of blinders on and preparing our butts off each day to to go out and turn this around. And, you know, you look up and all of a sudden you've won 10 out of 12 and we, we need to get to that point. Yeah, I guess my my. My brain wants to know if, if you weren't, if you, if you, there was just a slighter level of acceptance of like, ah, shit, it's, it's not all in front of us anymore. We, we could sweep the Rays and, and sweep the Orioles and still come in third in the division because there's not enough games left against both those teams. So like, it's not fully in your hand. Um, You guys could. The the playoffs are in our hands. Obviously, well, but I mean, see, that's I think a, that's we can't aspire for a wild card, right? I mean, no, of course not. We're but but we're not aspiring for you know to gain. We're, we're aspiring to be the best we can be, and if that happens, we'll put ourselves in a position to do what we got to do at the end. Yes, we've put ourselves from from a division standpoint. It's certainly possible, but we've definitely put ourselves in a difficult position. Um, but what I'm saying is we, we reasonably, very reasonably control our own destiny to get into the playoffs. And that's going to be with more consistent play, um, you know, in the final couple months of the season. Yeah. I guess the, the, the 21 comparison is scary for Yankee fans because that's not a, a team that we remember with, with the most heartstrings. Uh, I guess, you know, a, a lot of the big guys, I mean, you know, Stanton, he's he's shown us the, the spark recently, and there's, you know, we, we've seen Stanton be streaky before. Even DJ, it feels, you know, he, he seems a little more dialed, and let's see where DJ's at. We're in a tough place with Riz, man. I, I You know, he's obviously, he's a guy that won Yankees fans over, you know, pretty much instantly with the first base play and who he is in the baseball community. We're coming on, I think it's like 43 games, and it's in lockstep with the, the play where he got banged up with Tatis that it it, it doesn't feel like Anthony Rizzo. And, and the other thing with that is DJ last year, there was the hit and injury that gets revealed later. Like, if, is there anything else going on here? And he, he's starting to show frustration too, so that's got to be something that you're keeping an eye on in a big way. Yeah, um, the one thing, the one thing I would say with Riz again is he is healthy. Um, okay. Now I think I think you can go back maybe and look at 
at, at that Nick injury that maybe launched him into being a ticked off mechanically. And that's, and that's literally what I think it is right now. So maybe it led into something being a ticked off mechanically that maybe put him in a bad habit or something. Um, but I do believe he will write the course. Um, it's been longer than he's probably ever experienced, but I think it's an example of one of those that, you know, all these guys um, and, and all the players, you kind of look back at your career and you'll see years where, you know, especially the good players, you know, where they went through a, a weird season of a couple months where they struggled more than they ever did. It's going to happen. Um, and this may be that time. Well, he'll look back, but there's no question in my mind that he can and will pull himself through this. Um, you know, he's just got a man. It's, it, it's, it's a grind for him right now, but, but I think, the answer in the comparison to DJ, I understand the question. I do think Riz is absolutely healthy. I do think it's maybe something that coming back from that put him into a little bit of a, you know, threw him off a little bit mechanically initially, and that's what he's working to get out of. Okay. With uh, with last night's game and the last two games, or or I forget the Rockies game and last night's game, and I asked this question a month ago, I think, or around then, it was too early for you, but Wandy was up in the bullpen warming. Uh, I know Wandy had thrown two in a row. Canely had thrown two in a row. Wandy wasn't up. I, I thought Wandy up. got up in extras. No, I thought I saw the no. sleeve come off. No. Okay, then that's that's on me. I, that was Jake's. Uh, yeah, was well, getting late yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, anyway. Wandy, Wandy was Wandy. We were staying away from yesterday, and Tommy um, and Hamilton, and threw a couple innings the day before. Clay, Clay, we were going to use in a in a closing situation. So, so when does those when do those get a little looser? Like we're not in that time for you yet. Uh, I don't know if I can watch the last guy in the bullpen blow games close anymore. You know what I mean? It's it for me. Well, I'm feeling a little more dire than that. Like if if they well, are Clay Holmes was in a three in a row yesterday in a safe scenario. Okay. It's so there, so that's one. Clay, it's tough to bring clay into a tie game on the road for a third day in a row where you're going to now lose them for a couple days, probably regardless. And I, yeah. the reality is like, I, I understand your, your dire plight and we are too. And it's why we're making more guys available, but we're getting nowhere with two and a half months re remaining in the season, if we put these guys in a, in a, in a, in a bad spot. And the reality is Nick Ramirez came in and dealt last night, like, um, you know, two, two, two long innings coming off a day where he pitched the day before, you know, and, and gave up, gave up a soft single with the, you know, ghost runner at second base with two outs. So um, I hear you. We're, you know, we're, yeah, I went to Clay the day before in the eighth inning to try and go for four out saves. Done, done work out, you know. So, you know, these guys are all, you know, it's going to happen even with, with what's been a really, obviously a really good bullpen for us. And when you're going through a tough time and you lose a couple tough games, you know, it's, it's more of a gut punch, but that's, that's part of the 162, man. It ain't yeah, all good. The, the good bullpen is wearing off. Like, April and May, you're as a top five bullpen. Currently, you're top five in in WAR and, and a lot of the stats. The Yankees bullpen is 16th in WAR as we stand. Like 
it has yeah. been a it has been a steep decline. So I don't I don't know how much longer, you know, if we go another two weeks of this, the the bullpen's been really good. Well, April and May, it was really good. So yeah. that is wearing down. I mean, you know, Clay's been really good. Yeah, the Canley was until the last appearance. But other than that, everyone's kind of struggling. There's not many we're turning to with confidence last three weeks or so. Yeah. Can can you walk us through, I, you know, because I, I don't think your answer is going to change at all, but at the morning after, I know you get asked because you guys intentionally walk Otani and then you don't. Um, you know, hey, Kinger throws a nice changeup in the dirt. Otani swings over the top of it. We never talk about it, right? But it's not what happens. Can I, I guess walk me through the thought process, or if if you if you have thought about it overnight and it's changed at all? But the difference between okay, we're walking him in the fifth, and we're not walking him in the seventh. Um, well, we're walking him in the fifth in a zero-zero game where I was just going to, and with two outs, I was just going to take my shot with, you know, even though Moniac's been really good and, you know, hitting 330, and that's a tough matchup to bring bring the walk into the play. But I just felt like in the middle of that game, I didn't want, you know, three runs going on the board where we're tied. Um, you know, so two runners were on, obviously what Otani's going through this season. And then in the seventh, we got a two-run lead. And like, I think it's important to note like what Moniac's doing this year, like he's putting together a pretty, pretty good season. So I didn't want to just throw the time run on base, not to mention, you know, it's not runner on second time run. It's, it's, it's moving another runner up to second base. Um, you know, you got, he doesn't homer 90 something percent of the time, you know, and, and we're obviously pitching carefully there to him and, and got count leverage on him and, and, and didn't execute. So, I mean, it, are you saying you would have walked him there? It's I would have, I'm assuming you would have walked him to lead off the ninth when he struck out too. It's a discussion. I, uh, I, I honestly don't maybe. know. Like, yeah. I'm pretty scared of that guy right now. He's hitting home runs like crazy. And I also just think like if you got it, you look at the Angels and you say, All right, if he beats us, it's our fault. If anyone else, you know, it's our fault. You know, like he's he's gonna beat you. That's kind of that's what he's doing right now, is beating teams. He, and and obviously doesn't homer all the time, but he's in a stretch right now where it's it's crazy. Where, yeah, where where he's homering ten percent of the time. I know. It is crazy. But if that happens and the game's tied, well, there, you know, that's yeah. the risk management of it. Yeah, but if we walk him and we pitch to a three thirty hitter and he pitches, and you know, or if we walk him to lead off the ninth, like you would, if you're speaking like this, you we should have walked him to lead off the ninth when he struck out and put the winning run on. So, look, I hear you, but you the know. results always going to be what exactly. changes minds and all that. But I, but if you're asking, yes, I would have walked him before that at bat. I just it well, didn't feel like a great time was going to happen. And I just remember his first at bat against King when he homered. And for me, that muscle memory of guys standing in and I know Kinger told a story of he threw him his third pitch. Um, the first time he faced him, cause he didn't want him to, he thought he crushed his sinker and then they had to go back. And there's like, you know, it was like an athletic article written about that matchup. And I was like, ah, man, I don't want this to well, get into part two. When you manage the team, you can, you can make that call. then. Pressing well, I problems. have no, I won't, have no one to manage the team <laughs> <laughs> for team, the management of the team. I've reached my end goal. 
for uh, for Peraza managing yeah. the team, he he again we we laugh because you know we people know we're talking to you and you know call up Peraza and that's that's not your gig. You're 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 the manager right. of the team. You make the lineups. Peraza's in the leadoff spot, and all uh, Yankee fans turn our heads and we go okay. Um, and it, you have to understand, like we, we we've done this with like. Big CC through the years was confused at our angle a little bit. We're fans, and I, I've done this with you before. Like, uh, this is the equivalent uh, the the Eagles draft Kenneth Gainwell a couple years back, and they're saying, "Hey, put Gainwell in, put Gainwell in," and then he runs for a buck fifty. Uh, to have Peraza, a he's in Triple A, and then he's in the leadoff spot. It you have to understand it's confusing as a fan that it's like, how can this guy have the talent? to be the leadoff hitter for the New York Yankees, not be present, and now he's up here. And by the way, we, we get to play the result a little bit because it was five of the best at-bats I've seen by a Yankees hitter in this month. But uh, walk us through that, and I know the part Jimmy wants to add is that in the minor leagues, I think he's only played third base twice, Jim. Am I getting that right? And now That's he's, from me, but yes. Uh, and and yeah, now yeah. he's played it seven times at the, the major league level. So I guess bring me through all of that because it's exciting but confusing from the fan perspective. Yeah, but I would even, Booney, if, if it's easier, just make it bigger than this moment because we saw it last year where Andrew Hart was down. He'd come up, he'd bat four or five. So the way that our brains view the lineup is like good, good, you know, good and then bad or whatever it is. And then the way you guys view the lineup is much different than that, where you have like slots that you seem to interject in. So is it different? Cause, or is it odd that a guy would just get called up and then automatically lead off? Hey man, we've been, we've been scuffling for a month to find that offensive consistency. So part of that is, is kind of looking for a spark there. Part of it is, you know, you know, having like Riz or, or Bader, you know, kind of struggling to get really get it locked in and stuff. And, and DJ being out of the lineup last night, moved some people around. And I just wanted to beef up the middle of the order and hoping we could get a little spark there at the top with, with Oswald. So, um, and, and those are as good of a bats as I've seen, you know, from him. I mean, it was, those were, those were high quality at bats. I mean, it was really, really exciting to see. And look, opportunity knocks. Like, you know, I mean, so more, more than anything, it was, hey, let's get a little bit of a spark. We had DJ down. Obviously, Judge, he's not in the lineup. Bader's been kind of working to find his way. You know, so I'm trying to beef up the middle a little bit. Glaber's been having really good at bats now for a while, you know, kind of want to get him in that middle area. Big G starting to uh, feel like have those at bats. I thought his at bat last night where he flew out to the wall was such a, such a high quality at bat. So more than anything, a little bit of a spark, like, Hey, go get him. Uh, you know, coming off of the Rockies game where when he arrived to us, came in late in that game, I thought he got two great swings off, fouled a pitch off, then smoked the ball back through the middle um late in that game and then carried that right into last night um and and look he's a young talented player that we feel like is emerging and getting better and 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 but honestly a little bit of a snapshot in time of what we're going through and saying hey give him a shot and go spark us the offense is great the base running was a little overzealous but i mean he's he's 
coming up with things to prove and got his hair on fire. Just yeah, that that's so been he, he, yeah. I mean, that one's tough, and and obviously, um, you know, I think he kind of slipped there too a little bit, which you know can happen. But he's a really good base runner, um, and he'll 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 be he'll be a little bit of a game changer for us, if, especially if he can get on base like that, because he can really run and he can do a lot of the things Anthony does, um, you know, from a, from a base running standpoint. And you're comfortable with his third base defense at third. I'm comfortable with him in the infield wherever. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if you're, he made a play in Colorado when we threw him in the game right away, coming in on a ball. That's yeah. like, Ooh, that's yep. a different level athlete going after that one. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, not a ton of experience there, but enough that I feel comfortable um, having them out there. I don't know how much you can talk about the trade deadline and, and upcoming action at all, but there's been reports out from um, Fine Sand and, and, you know, all the re- reporters about what the Yankees want, what the Yankees are looking for. And I was just, if you could speak on your involvement in early chats with Cashman right now, I think the most recent report was kind of uh, left fielder, which, and Cashman said that as well. So that's not a report. That's directly from Cashman looking for uh, MLB left fielder uh, back end bullpen help was reported catcher, which was a kind of a shocking or surprising uh, report. Can you speak on like needs, looks, desires, yeah. like what positions were going, rentals, <laughs> non-rentals, anything? Yeah. So my involvement right now with the trade line is very minimal. Like yeah. Cash will update me as he starts to get some traction on certain things um we had we had kind of our coaches meeting uh you know uh before the all-star break on that last home stand to where you know he he's kind of front office kind of takes the pulse from the coaches what are we seeing with certain guys within our own clubhouse what do we think you know kind of getting the feel from everywhere in the organization about what we need um i would say you're because you don't know what's in the end going to be available, who's selling, who's not, who's buying all those things that really fluctuate a lot here. These final two weeks, you're, you you know, you're trying to improve your club. And so that may come from an obvious area where you're going targeting some guys in certain years, but it may come from somewhere else where, you know, it may be, you end up moving somebody on your own team that you don't necessarily expect because something pops up. So you, I know cash and, and, and the front office are having those conversations, obviously in earnest and, and a lot of those conversations right now, but it's, it's an ever changing landscape and you never know where you might get the, the connection. It may be an obvious, okay, we're looking for this position, this type player, or it may come in a more nuanced kind of way. And and then it obviously takes, you know, a couple teams to tango. Well, is there is there a position that the coaches are are asking for? I mean, you don't have to say what it is or what it, but it, are the coaches no, going it, with like no, a, it's, a it's list more, of? It, no, it's more it's more getting inventory and evaluations of who our guys are, trying to know who our guys are, uh, you know, as, as best we can, um, and getting their thoughts and input. Obviously. Uh, you know, as part of the decision-making process. Oh, Booney, like you've mentioned, I, I don't know if I'll be Yankees manager. Uh, they do, you know, they've hired handsome guys that talk about baseball from the media to be their manager before, so I'm not saying I'm out of the running, but 
two teams you just mentioned, the Phillies. I mean, Casey. Phillies last year um, and the Braves in 21. Uh, Phillies brought in Syndergaard, Robertson, um, Brandon Marsh. Uh, The Atlanta Braves famously brought in four outfielders. Um, So while those teams were kind of lugging through the baseball season and what it can be, they – I don't know. I – Next time I saw Cash in the hallway, I'd give him, I don't know, not a little shoulder, but I'd, I, you know, I'd give him a little bit, Booney. The team needs a little bit, man. Yeah. You know, we also, you know, we got a couple of in-house big pieces on the horizon, too, you might say. So, um, a one. He's pretty fucking big, <laughs> but huh? you got one. Uh, what about Nesker? What about, what about Loisaga? Like, those are... Sure. Nestor's great. He's not a game changer. The starting pitching hasn't been a terrible problem because the because the rest of the staff has been here and there. I don't think the this season we're going to be like the starting pitching is ter- it's the offense. Nestor helps an area of okay, like you're good. Like Luizaga helps the bullpen, which needs help right now. The offense is the twenty seventh ranked offense in MLB. Like that's where we need some help. Yeah, I, I think Judge will help that a little bit. What's up? What's up, man? And I, hey, if we're, if we're if I realize we've done a lot of this, and I bet there's some holdups on Judge's side that obviously will come out in Brian Hoke's book in eight years or whatever. But like, <laughs> what um? No, he churns those out. Quick. He does churn those books out. Uh, what's the judge? Because Boone, there's it's all silent on the Western Front. We don't know what's up with the toe. He comes out, he puts on a, a batting practice, and then he's in the outfield, and then he's doing live at bats. Like, give us, give us a little more than we don't know about the toe. Yeah, I, I don't have more other than <laughs> it's getting close. It's getting close. He's doing pretty well. Like his the running progression that he's going through is, you know, um, he's able to do a lot more than even he was a week ago where where he was moving in a really good direction. So I I don't have the date for you. I just know it's I feel like it's getting close. Um it was a debate be- on it was a debate on the broadcast booth between Nelson, uh Meredith and Flaherty. And they were just joking about um a rehab stint to get in there and uh I think Nelly was like, "No, nah, it'll just be simulated games." And then in the end, they said it's probably whatever Judge wants to do. Is that the situation? Like, does he get to make the call if he wants to go take three games at Scranton or, or Somerset? Well, I mean, he'll be certainly a big part of that conversation. So we'll just see how how it unfolds. Like, are we able to do simulated games? Is there, you know, when he's starting to do that? Because you do want to replicate him, you know, getting out there and you know for two and a half hours, you know of. You know, especially when a lot of this time he hasn't been able to kind of hold that workload. So it's like, you know, when you when you've been out and and for part of that, you haven't been able to do much on the foot at all. You know, it's hard to say, all right, I'm healthy now. Go run a marathon tonight. You know, there's there's a level of training and bandwidth that you got to build up with that. So, um, you know, and and Aaron will certainly be a big part of that. But you know, the big thing will be building them up and, and getting some simulations to where, you know, his body can make that adjustment. And when he is finally uh, comes off the IL, will him and Stanton with Stanton playing the outfield more now be splitting DH and outfield? Or is the goal to have Judge come back right field? Yeah, and that's all. I would imagine when he comes back, I'll, I'll use the DH with him 
a decent amount. Um, and then hopefully, you know, that first week, two weeks, you know, start to then, you know, obviously have him out there more as, as he gets better and better, hopefully, but we'll see. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to answer that right now, but I expect when he comes back that, you know, the DH will be in play a fair amount. Like All right. Maybe, cool. maybe July 25th against the Mets. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you guys are going to win at a 60% clip, once judge comes back, you only need to win one more game before July 25th to finish at 90 wins, which I think gets you a wild card. That's my algorithm. Wow. All right. Send, send okay. that if you, I can send that over if you guys want it. No. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not, I don't look at, we got to win. Not, I mean, we got, you know, we got Sandoval and the Angels tonight with Domingo going. It's like, you can't get yeah, ahead. As of a your- fan, all we do is reflect on the game before and worry about or celebrate what happened, everything. And then the first pitch happens tonight. And then that all gets washed away, and the next wave <laughs> of emotions come, and we ride that out to the next game. So right now we're just on a shitty you. wave. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Thank Keep you, on buddy. fighting, boys. Keep on fighting the good fight. Appreciate it. Let's have we'll a happy there. chat next week. That'd be fun. Oh, amen. I'll put it on right, schedule. Banter with Boone was brought to you by Vizio. Jimmy, how you doing, man? We just we were doing a little post game with our crew. And we normally do a little post game here, so let's. Uh, how are you doing? The uh, Vizio stands for very important zero information <laughs> observed. You love a good abbreviation acronym. 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 You love acronyms more than me. I love a good abbreviation too. Yeah, not as much as me. I can abbreviate anything. Yeah, well, not as much as the Australians can. Okay, challenge accepted. Go. I'm not Australian anymore. I don't know, man. I mean, that's uh they're truly not worried. I it's not a front. They uh I really wanted to let them know they don't really control their own destiny, like you keep saying, because they continue to lose and um they can jump like you know, usually you say that when you have enough games against that team to beat them. But if you need other teams to help you out and beat the Rays, then you're not controlling your own destiny. You're you need help. They can sweep the Rays the rest of the season, still be three games back in the division. They can right. sweep the Orioles. They have three games left, one series the rest of the season, and still be four games behind them in the standings. So, like the division's out unless two teams ahead of you collapse. Well, the division's been out. I I, I I understand that, but I also wanted to kind of get him into that to let him know, like, we aspiring for the wild card's bullshit, dude. Right. You're, this is a, it's a you're, if you're telling me the season is not a failure because we're aspiring for the wild card. Well, no, you just failed level one, and now right. you're on the backup plan, and there's just no sense of that at all. Like him at least saying, like, well, we're just trying to get in the playoffs. No, that's that means you failed. And now you're just trying to not fuck up your backup plan. This team's goal was to win the division. They have failed to achieve that goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess on my end, because, you know, in, in these episodes, you know, that's, that's when the fan, fan base wants us to tap into our WFAN as much as we can. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess what, what's my ideal answer? Like, if, if I'm the manager of the Yankees, I would be saying we, we really put ourselves in an awful position for the division. We, we, we got to do our best, play our best baseball, and, and hope some other things go right divisionally. Otherwise, we need to, either way, we need to play better baseball and get ourselves positioned for the wild card. Like I, even, That's even, better. It, it's it's not bad, right? Um, but that was, like, I mean, I still don't saying, think I still yeah, don't think obvious, we walk away elated with that answer. You know, like I don't think there's like a win. I'm not answer. asking for him to throw the towel on the season. I'm just asking for them as a collective to show some some sense of yeah, we sell ourselves as championship or bust, right. and our brand is it's championship or bust, and win the division and be the best, and everything matters, and. We have not achieved the main goal, but the only way we can make up for that now is to get into that wild card spot and get the job done. So it's the same sense, yeah. but there's just a there's just a tone of why are you guys worrying? Right. You're just being silly fans. Stop right. worrying. That's the tone. There's and it's a, like there's a tone of arrogance to the fifty and forty five Yankees that we're wrong. <laughs> and it's like, no, guys, you you screwed up. Yeah, I've been trying to get you to get rid of Donaldson and bring up Peraza forever. It's two game sample, but the hey, we got a guy who cares, right? And I think the the care factor, at least the perceived care factor, I should be careful my wording here, flipped a lot. Well, grinding out at bats. So, Jim, we we do know some stuff. Well, we know we know what we know, and we know what we don't know. Thanks, Jake. Um, and I was trying to get him because we. We know that the Yankees, that they come up with the lineup together. And Boone has some powers uh, amongst that lineup that he can flex in and out. That I was wondering if Peraza leadoff was a message from him. I, I, when I originally saw the lineup yesterday, you know, I thought the Peraza leadoff, <laughs> A, could have been the front office trying to show him off for two weeks before the trade deadline. Um, I also, it, I thought it could have been... Could have been a message from Boone, like, hey, we have this guy. Let's lead him off now. This is how good he is. But at the same time, we uh, we all know, and even on these episodes and off of these episodes, Boone was all in on Donaldson. So it, 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 it wasn't – from Yankee fans, we've been skeptical of Donaldson only because his performance with the Yankees has been 50% less than what he's done at any other point of his career. Um, and that we wanted to see Peraza because he's young, talented, and different than what we've been seeing, that I don't know. I, I guess I was kind of hoping to get a little more out of him with his eyes that like, yeah, man, Peraza's here. I want to play that guy because we need help. And I guess he gave a little bit of that with like I was looking for a spark. But Oh, dude, he insulted Peraza. He countered, he countered <laughs> you saying the best at-bats I've seen, and Boone countered that by saying, those are the best at bats I've seen by Peraza ever. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah, that was surprising. That's not who he is. That's how he kind of flipped that on you. Which is like because you because you said his best at bats by any Yankee. And he's like, those are the best at bats I've ever seen by him. <laughs> it's a little shot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's they don't like him. Yeah, that, I don't well, know why. That's what we'll find out because his he now has a 32-game sample with a 400 on base, and it's looked It better. felt very good to let him know the bullpen's not good anymore. Yeah. And he, can't, he cannot continue to just say the bullpen's been good. They're now 16th in war. Right. They were top five after June. Plummeted. 
Yeah. Uh, Jim, the rest of this post game is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you love. I shaved this morning. Needed it. Uh, I, I shaved the other day before I came to work. I yesterday. was going to grow out. You know, we've got a big warehouse thing coming, and sometimes I bust out my famous facial hair for that, but I, I realized I had a wedding this weekend, so that's out, and I do need four weeks to grow my facial hair. And I just Should look I go better. mustache? In 2021, I went mustache when the Yankees were really, really awful, and then they won 10 in a row. Jim, you know my answer to if you should have a mustache. It's always the same. Uh, the button is always the same for me. I'm looking at myself right now, and I kind of like the way my beard looks a lot, so it's tough. If it was, like, real scraggly and ugly, maybe then I'd go mustache. You do look in a good spot right you now. weren't proud you do look of, good right it'd be now. an easier um, choice for you. And part of that is because of Harry's and their starter set. It's 13 bucks. Okay, you've got that. You know, there, there was a time early talking Yanks. That was about my max. Their $13 value set, you can get it for $3 at harrys.com slash yanks. harrys.com slash yanks. Five-play German engineered. Ooh. Get their starter set. Try them out. harrys.com slash yanks. Check out the link in the description. Um, yeah, the the bullpen thing. Um, you know, we, we've, we've been on this a lot of different ways. It's crazy that four games in... Um, that the bullpen was like completely taxed, and I, I, you know, some of the previous management, and I've been on the king, the king usage, um, that yeah, and I, you know, innings matter, <laughs> uh, and we've we've been on this, and we'll add it to our analytics binder, that like Nick Ramirez, who by the way, he he did actually give a great effort last night, like I, you know, Nick Ramirez isn't the problem in this, but at the same time, when no, your season losing games with the last guy in the bullpen. Right. He he's the fact that he was basically the only choice. He, he was the option that yeah, uh and Nick Ramirez although he's he's put up some nice numbers this season, you know, he is the last guy in the bullpen. If if Jonathan Loizaga like Booney mentioned tomorrow was called up, he'd be out. So now you're taking a guy that wouldn't be on the roster and you're putting him in a game deciding situation and what you you noted properly and it's actually a really cool thing that baseball needs to tap into more these two weeks matter so much you heard it in K calling the game it, when we do talking baseball in these teams deciding their season these two and a half weeks matter so much it's awesome otani's oh, oh, bat flip is because we're in this two weeks span what do you think that was i he doesn't want to get traded, man. You think so? He's saying, let's fucking just win. I, I think I think there's more than that. I think his agent is in his ear a little bit. Like, he, he had a couple quotes recently. I, I think he's putting on a little more of a likes, show. I think he likes being against the Yankees, too. I think so. I think it, I think that it's is game well. time home run, too. It was cool. It was a huge home. It was cool. I think there I think there are layers to it, and I just don't know which percentages of the pie chart, if you will. So, what is high leverage situation? Would you consider the sixth inning with a one run lead high leverage, or is it seven eight nine? Because for me, it's seven eight nine. Um, there have been high leverage sixth innings. I think but... I think there can be a high leverage sixth inning. Like uh, you can lose a game in the sixth pretty easily. Sixth inning okay. Yankees throwback. So I guess what does baseball reference consider high leverage? I don't even know. I would guess they they go to seven eight nine. 
So Ramirez has five appearances in high leverage. This is going to be a different calculation than his splits because I don't know what they do. But his last last night was high leverage, bottom ninth tie game, or that was a seven. Is that last night? I'm so confused. Um, bottom eleventh with a two run lead. Sixth inning, two run lead. That's not high leverage, is it? Sixth inning, two run lead. Only if like base is loaded or something. Well, they were. He loaded them. Can well, you put yourself in high leverage and you get points for it? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give points for that. Well, I, Nick Ramirez in high leverage situation. However, Baseball Reference calculates it: nine forty one OPS, three fifty three batting average against. They have him in eight games. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like, I test matter. Like, we, you know, we've had a couple Ian Hamilton discussions the past couple episodes because he, um, he passed the eye test for me pretty early on, but it was lower leverage. And I, I, I referenced that Tampa appearance a couple times. Like, he, the story, he did not every pass for me. I, I know. And that's, you know, it's still a conversation point for us, but I, I think it's a good thing uh, because I, it, he's still working his way back, but he had a nice appearance the other day. His stuff passes the eye test, um, where Ramirez it, it it does not. And like you know this. Wait, hold on, hold on. Whose stuff passes the eye test? I thought you were talking Hamilton. about Ramirez. No. Oh, Hamilton's stuff passes the eye test. I like Hamilton. I never had him in like fully trust this guy, but okay. I liked him in the lower spot. Ramirez, sorry, sorry. Ramirez is who. We yes, agree that's on that. that's Never why I'm that that's why I'm comparing these two entities. Ian Hamilton, Ramirez is Lefty Weiser. Not even. Similar. That sweepers just like. It's it's just he's he's like a 1990s lefty reliever. He's he's pumping 88. Like I do what the other team doesn't want you to do, and the other team doesn't mind Nick Ramirez being in the game. Where I I think Ian Hamilton, they're kind of like, ooh, what's this? This guy's scary, and he. He throws a pitch we don't see, and he's... So, I don't know. I These two and a half weeks do matter more. I'm going to petition to MLB when we get friendlier with them that they need to make more of it. Uh, because Why we they just call it like uh, make or break July? We can come up with something better. Yeah, we'll work on yeah. it. Uh, but it's, it's awesome. It, it's awesome that these games dictate your season more. It, you heard it in Kay's voice that... Going down with Nick Ramirez a couple times recently, um, that's that is a really tough pill to swallow. When if five, he did kind of have a he did have a voice like I know. Yeah, I yeah, and that's that's where we sometimes jump in to defend Boone, where people are like, "Whoa!" But you know, if if F. Ross, Luizaga, or Trevino were around, Jimmy Cordero, um, it wouldn't have been him. But it was, and. Yeah, I don't know. In classic Yankee fashion, I guess they win tonight, and then they'll probably lose in devastating fashion on record day. Sign me up. That's been the pattern. Fire me up. All right, that's the end of this episode. Go Yanks, Tom Grams. Or maybe we're doing the last segment next. I don't know BB's order. Go Yankees. Now we're going to do the other one. And now we're going to record the first half that you already listened to at home. Are those questions? 
Yeah, there's like one of those travel 90s travel trivia questions. Those are such a fun flip. That's what like, Iowa farm boy became a famous movie actor. Hint, he was known as Ashton Duke. Kutcher. Wrong. I'm right. 